I, I'm a massive believer in a blended approach. So I, I, I recognize that as you become more and more confident in investing, there's a desire to want to take more control of your investment decisions. And I, I completely understand that. It's a very natural uh, thing to do. Um, but I also recognize the power of leveraging experts, people that are focused on investing day in, day out, who just consume more knowledge, who research more, who really get under the weeds of the businesses that, that we're investing into. And so it's very difficult to replicate that when you've got a full-time job in another sector doing another thing. So I massively believe in a, a blended approach. Welcome to Coaches and Mentors Unwrapped. The show that brings you remarkable insights and practical steps to help you in becoming the best version of yourself. We're your hosts, Roz and Mike. We both didn't have it easy growing up. Through our story, we've made it our life mission to ensure every young individual will have the opportunity that we didn't have. This would be achieved through offering you unrivaled access to mentors and coaches and the opportunity to help you uncover how they impact our lives. Our vision is to have a world whereby we can all help shape each other's lives through shared experiences and carefully applied tools and systems that has been tried and trusted. Welcome back on the show. If you guys listened to part one, if you didn't, I would highly encourage that you listen to part one, which was entitled um, Investing for Beginners. But today's part two is all around investing for mature investors. And once again, it's myself, Michael. And my co-host, Roz. Hi, guys. Hi. Um, welcome to Coach and Mentors Unwrapped, and welcome once again to the show, Rodney. Hi, Rodney. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me back. No, thank no you. Thank, thank you. you. Um, we 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 had a a, a lot a lot of listeners uh, kind of enjoying the first episode or the first part. So we're hoping you know you, you're, you're going to take us on another journey again uh, this time for for the slightly more matured um, investors. So. I guess without further ado, you know, we hope our, our listeners know who you are. If not, uh, please, please, uh, there's there's some links to Rodney on on the first on the first show. Uh, but we want to get dive straight in uh, and ask Rodney the question. You know, if I'm if I'm a slightly or relatively matured investor, uh, what's your take on self investing versus outsourcing my investment activities? Yeah, and I I'm a massive believer in a blended approach. So I. I, I recognize that as you become more and more confident in investing, there's a desire to want to take more control of your investment decisions. And I, I completely understand that. It's a very natural uh, thing to do. Um, but I also recognize the power of leveraging experts, people that are focused on investing day in, day out, who just consume more knowledge, who research more, who really get under the weeds of the businesses that, that we're investing into. And so it's very difficult to replicate that when you've got a full-time job in another sector doing another thing. So I massively believe in a, a blended approach. And I also believe that it's very, very difficult to beat the market on a consistent basis. And so, you know, when I think about what does that mean more practically when I when I start to build my portfolio, it's about having a blend of both passive funds as well as active funds. So passive funds are funds that seek to track the market because it's very, very difficult to track the market, but they're very cost efficient in terms of fees. Um, and then active funds where I'm picking the best of the best fund managers who I think have the propensity and capability of beating the market. And having that blended approach, I think, is fantastic because it gives me a really good stable base with which my capital is likely to grow, but also that potential for upside over, over the long term. Great. Um, what are the stages to building a sustainable investment portfolio? 
I think it's very much about about sort of creating the right foundations. And so, and this is something that I speak about with my wife on quite a frequent basis that I think, you know, there's a tendency when you're investing to try and find, you know, the shooting star, right? And to kind of concentrate all of your efforts around, well, I'm going to pick this penny stock because I know this penny stock is going to be the next big thing. Um, and just wanting to kind of really capitalize on that rather than really taking a more holistic approach to portfolio portfolio management. Yeah. And the way that I, I tend to think about it is that, you know, think about how you build a house, right? You need to lay the right foundations in place. And so one of the most important things about investing as a mature investor is portfolio construction. And that by that, I mean, it's actually less important in my experience, picking the right stock versus making sure that you're allocating the right amounts of capital in the right asset pools, right? So just to kind of give, so give an example, right? A really good example is that um, there's some research that shows that the, the clear determining factor in the overall performance of a portfolio isn't in the composition of the stocks that you've picked, but in the weighting of the portfolio towards equities or towards bonds. Right. And yet we spend so little time focusing on asset allocation. It's actually the most important thing to get right. Yeah. I've spent a lot of time, you know, let's say I want to invest £10,000 in the market. Yeah. A lot of time thinking about, well, how much of that £10,000 do I want to do I want to have access and exposure to equities? How much of that £10,000 do I want to have exposure to Asia, which is an emerging market, or exposure to the US, or exposure to the UK? That's much, much more important than of the allocation towards the US, how much I'm going to put into Facebook. Yeah. So yeah. that, I think, a really, really important consideration. So really focus and spend time on asset allocation because you'll have, you'll be surprised at how much of an impact it makes on your overall returns. You know, you can have exactly the same portfolio of stocks, but if the weighting is different for one portfolio versus another, it can have significant differences in terms of outcomes. Yeah. That's the important point. The second important point is I, when I think about portfolio construction, I think about two core models, and, and there's lots of different models out there, but these two models I think resonate with me because they're quite easy to implement. The first model is what I call 100 minus your age model, where basically you take 100 and you minus your age. So in this case, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm sort of giving, giving away some trade secrets, but I'm 36. So um, in that case... That would that would imply that what whatever the resulting number is, that's the proportion of your money that should be in equities, right? Okay. So sixty four percent in my in my scenario should be in equities. And actually, because we're living longer, um, often you can tweak the hundred minus your age to maybe one hundred and five minus your age or one hundred and ten minus your age. Because the the rationale of the the approach is, as you get nearer and nearer to one hundred, more and more of your capital should be towards safer, more stable assets, i.e., bonds or cash. The younger you are, the greater the proportion of your capital should be towards equities, right? Yeah. So if, I'm, if I'm doing 100 minus your age and I'm 20, then 80% of my money should be in equities. Why? Because I'm young enough to recover from significant downturns over a period of time. And so if I'm investing for the next 20 years, having two worldwide um, economic crises means less to me than if I'm 90, you know, with like three years left of my life that I need to have a good quality of living. 
Right. That's, that's the first approach, which is why I refer to as the 100 minus your age approach. It's quite a good way of kind of starting to think about portfolio allocation. It is. It is, yeah. The, the other approach that I apply um, that I find quite, quite useful is called what I refer to as the hub and spoke model. The hub and spoke model is basically thinking about um, your portfolio construction in two key buckets. So the first bucket is your hub. And your hub is made up of funds because funds are either passive yeah. or actively managed, but in critically, they're well diversified. And because they're well diversified, the risk profile in your funds should be relatively low. So that's right. your hub, right? So the hub of your will is relatively stable. It's going to grow. It's going to grow gradually, but you're not really going to lose a significant portion of your money. But you want some upside, and that's where the spokes come into play. And your spokes is your alpha. So come back to the point you made earlier, Mikey, which is, should I do investing by myself or should I work with partners? Well, in the hub and spoke model, with the hub, you're working with experts, and with the spoke, you're doing it yourself. Right. Now you, can, now you can afford taking on a bit more risk because the majority of your cash is based in funds. So, for example, I typically apply an 80-20 rule where yeah. 80% of my capital is in the hub. So 80% of my capital is invested in funds and 20% of my capital, I purposefully select stocks that I'm particularly excited by. And so if, if there's a worst case where all of my selections go to zero because I'm a terrible stock picker, I still have 80% of my wealth invested with experts that will hopefully gradually increase that over time. So hopefully that gives you two very practical examples about how to think about portfolio construction. Um, I love that. Um, guys, I can definitely testify. I remember when I first met Rodney, he introduced me to the 100 minus your age. I definitely, guys, <laughs> take it on board. It helps. It really does. Yeah, I've not come across um, Hub and Spoke or the yeah. 100 versus your age. I think, Rosa, I must have heard you mention that before. But um, no, it's, yeah, definitely learners today. Yeah. Learners. yeah. Hub and Spoke is definitely, for me, one of the takings. Yeah. Um, but Rodney, you know, about the journey. So, you know, you're talking to Samantha, who's age 21. She's just finished uni. You know, take us through the journey. What info does she need to look at? How does she need to, you know, build the portfolio, know which which portfolio to basically go for? Yeah. Um, yeah take us through that journey, yeah. Yeah, really good question. So first thing I would say to Samantha, 21, just come out of university, is get into the habit of saving. Because if you don't have savings... You've got nothing to play with with regards to investing in the stock market. And so I always say to people like Samantha, little and often is better than large and infrequent. Yeah. So little and often is much better than large and infrequent. Often people will say, well, I'm not going to invest in the stock market until I have £10,000. That's a really, really bad way to approach investing. The better way is to say, I'm going to invest £100 a month in the stock market forever. That's a much, much better way to invest in the stock market. Little and often, right? Much, much better way. So that's the first thing I would say to Samantha. The second thing I would say to Samantha is that because she's a beginner, that I would encourage her to uh, leverage a online supermarket platform like a Hargreaves Lansdowne or a Fidelity or um, a, uh, a Viva or Barclays Investors 
or black crop. There's many, many, many of those out there. I'm not proposing that you should go for one or the other, but there's lots and lots of platforms out there. And these platforms are fantastic because they give you lots and lots of free information and advice on how to research into funds, how to identify um, well-performing stocks, how to pick, um, how to construct portfolios. It's a really, really fantastic place for someone who needs a bit of a, you know, a hand-holding guide through how to construct their first portfolio. For those that are slightly more sophisticated, what you're probably looking for is more of a online execution broker that will simply carry out your instructions um, for a very, very low commission fee. So someone like an Interactive Investor or Halifax Share Dealing or, or Barclays Market Maker, um, they will typically charge a commission fee of between £5 to £20 per trade, irrespective of the size of that trade. Because you know what you're doing, you don't need all of that additional service wraparound that a fund supermarket will provide where they'll charge you ongoing fees. And so that's an opportunity for, for Samantha as well. Once she decides what her platform is, then she needs to think about what her strategy is. And for me, when you think about investing, you've got to think about three core things. The first one is your objective. The second yeah. one is your risk tolerance. Yeah. And the third is your investment horizon. So let's go through each of those in turn. The first one is your objective. What are you yeah. trying to achieve? Do you want to buy a car or do you want to buy a house? Do you want to save for your kids or do you want to go on holiday? Yeah. That objective will drive your investment strategy, right? And, and that's really, really important. What is your core objective through investing in the stock market? So right now, m most of my investing is around Micah, my son. Yeah. And so because of that, Micah's three years old, right? He's not going to need that money until he's 21. Mm. Mm. So I've got 17, 18 years that I can use to build a portfolio that will be attractive to Michael when he actually needs it. Yeah. But if, I, if my objective was that I needed to save for, wed for a wedding, assuming that I wasn't already married, and my wedding was going to be in two years' time, that's a completely different yeah. dynamic, isn't it, in terms of... Yeah. I've got to make some money really quickly. And because that's such a short period of time, I would, I would argue that probably investing in the stock market is not the way to go. Yeah. Because you need at least, I would say, a five-year investment horizon for investing to make sense, investing in the stock market to make sense. So that objective is really important. What's your objective? That's, that's really, really important. The second one is what's your risk tolerance? There's lots of platforms out there that will help you think about your risk appetite. Are you risk-seeking? In other words, do you not get emotional if your money falls in value by 30%? Yeah. Because you're also excited by the prospect that it will recover by 50%. Yeah. Or are you are you conservative, which means that actually you don't want a lot of volatility. You just want to make sure that your money will broadly increase in you know in a modest way over a period of time. Again, that's really, really important. A number of funds will be rated according to their risk appetite. So you can align your fund picks to your risk tolerance. And that final point is your investment horizon. How long are you investing for? As I've already alluded to, you want to invest for at least five years, but the longer the better. Um, and obviously that needs to be tied to your, to your overall objectives of, of investing. So those are the things that I would be, I'd be thinking about if I was Samantha um, thinking about going into investing. Great. I love it. Go Samantha. Process. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I love the way you've broken it down. Um, it's very clear and concise. So how do we ensure that we find a balance between our savings and our investing? Um, is there a percentage split, for example? 
Yeah, so really good question. And this is something I've, I've rattled with because, you know, when I was younger, I always wanted to know, okay, how much do I save? How much do I invest? How much yeah. do I give? Yeah. You know, because I'm a Christian as well. So I want to like, what are the buckets? And you know what? The truth is, there is no hard and fast rule. So I created my own, right? And my own is really, really simple, which is I just went to the Bible and I thought, well, 10% seems like a good number, right? So I want to start there. So essentially what I do is 10% I save, 10% I invest, and 10% I give. And I call it SIG. Save, invest, give. Save some, invest some, give some. Yeah. So one of the things that um, uh, a lot of famous investors talk about is this notion of living on margin. You've got to train your mind to live on margin. In other words, don't spend everything that you have. Yeah. yeah. Don't eat everything in the fridge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? so, I'm, like, I'm actually, to be fair, I'm, I'm struggling with that moment. I'm struggling with that moment, but live on margin like you know recognize that you enjoy life when you live on margin you enjoy life when you know that you've got something saved away for a rainy day yeah. and it's so true with income so like whatever amount of money that's coming in to your house train your body to live on 70 percent of it only 70 percent of it and the remaining 30 percent split it 10 percent saving 10 percent investing and 10 percent giving I'm a massive believer that you shouldn't just save and forget about investing and giving. You should do all three concurrently. And the reason why is because then it becomes a habit. And that habit forms a part of your lifestyle rather than kind of going through the stop and start mechanism of, well, you know, I'm in debt, so I need to save, clear the debts, and then I'll start investing. No, you know, if you've got debts, then don't call it SIG, call it SIGA. Where you save some, invest some. I was going to say, "Call dig." Sorry, I didn't say all the God. Make it bigger. Where you sort of save some, invest some, give some, and repay some. Yeah. Do everything in proportion, but do it consistently and build that habit and that lifestyle. Because if you do that, just like when you go to the gym, right? If you, you know, and I, I'm a, I'm a massive goal, culprit of this, right? I've just gone all out, all health leather, and I bought lots and lots of gym equipment, and I've just set up a spinning bike downstairs. And, you know, I went onto the spinning bike and I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to do a marathon run. I'm sorry, a marathon ride of an hour. And that's it. I won't have to do anything for a month. But that's the worst possible thing you can do for your body. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Much better than you do a 20-minute ride every day. Yeah. Investing is exactly the same thing. Yeah. Get into that discipline, that habit. It's a lifestyle. Forget about the money. Forget about the percentage. It doesn't have to be 10%. It could be 5%. It could be 2%. It could be 1%, we're going to say. Whatever you can afford. But just make sure that you do it on a consistent basis and you don't miss a beat. That's that's the key The key lesson. Yeah. I love when there's consistency. Remember we had a chat with Chad Williams. I was just about to say that. And he was explaining exactly the same thing. Yeah. Get into the habit. See the money leave your account. Go on into investing. Exactly. If, if, that, if that means every week... Let's say you've got 20 quid going every month and you want to do five pounds a week. Get into the habit of seeing that five pounds a week leaving your account. Yeah. Exactly the point which um, you're talking about, uh, Rodney, about. Yeah. About the, the uh, yeah. And, and just here. to add to that point as well, guys, for our listeners, um, in terms of the giving, it's the same. You know, even at all, if you don't have and you said you're going to basically give two pounds to, you know, I, I don't know, maybe it might be your charity, one of your charities that you like. It might be to your church. It might be to your um 
you know, whatever your religious values may be, um, or something that, you know, you, that's quite dear to your heart. It could be an animal um, charity, who knows? Um, but, you know, it's about consistency. I definitely think that's very key. So it's about being consistent and forming a habit, right? That's one of our, um, our topics that we basically covered, you know, forming a habit, getting into the routine of doing it um, and believing that, you know, one day you actually get there. We're all going to be millionaires one day, you know. But my favourite my favorite part of this conversation is, yeah. you know, we did the part one with Rodney uh, and Rodney talks about the, the basics of invest, investing. So we've got, imagine we've got somebody that's gone through the journey, right? They're, they're at the point where they feel they're relatively matured. Today's session is about, you know, trying to look at the other channels for matured invest, investors, which I think, thanks Rodney, he shared in, a, a ton of intel. So imagine you've done that and you've got to the point where you feel you want something different. You want to do pooled investment. Mm. Um, I know Rodney, you know, you, you, you and your co-founders set up Cornerstone. Can you tell us a bit about Cornerstone, yeah. how it came about? Um, and I guess the importance of pooled investment. Yeah, absolutely. And, and um, I, I think it's a really interesting area that that's still relatively new, which is quite surprising. But I was fortunate enough that when I was at university, I was um, introduced to the concept of an investment club, yeah. which is basically where a group of people come together and they each effectively put money into a pot with the sole aim of investing as a collective. And there's so many benefits of that, right? There's two, the two biggest benefits of that is, one, you pull your risk because rather than having to invest a thousand pounds you're probably only investing 20 or 30 pounds because everyone else is also putting in 20 30 pounds which is fantastic, yeah. right and the second thing is that you benefit from shared learnings shared insights shared knowledge shared perspectives across across the room around the table so i was fascinated by this model and um you know me and a friend of mine called theo set up this club called blueprint at university and and it it, it rapidly grew from you know just like a couple of like tens of pounds to we had i think at one point like 60 70 80 students each paying 30 pounds a month into this pot wow you have investing in the stock market and then we ended up winning an award um for, for like most innovative student investment club and we were featured on the bbc as well and so i really kind of got got um excited by this concept of pooled investing and the power of the collective the power of coming together around a common goal and a common purpose and, you know, I'm fortunate enough to have been able to then carry that through my career to Cornerstone. And Cornerstone is a very similar concept. But what we do instead of investing in the stock market is that we invest in private assets. Uh, and so rather than it being called an investment club, we're called an angel syndicate. And effectively, an angel investor is somebody who has spare capital that they put to work by investing in a private business, a private early stage business rather than putting it into the stock market. And so with Cornerstone, we started with three guys, each committing £5,000 each. Mm-hmm. But today we're 20 people with a million pounds under management. And we've done that in less than five years. Wow. And it just shows you the power of the collective and it shows you the power of consistency. That's all it's been. Yeah. Um, it's just been the consistent commitment to continue to put money into a pot and buying into that broader vision of wanting to invest collectively leveraging our experiences leveraging our perspectives leveraging our knowledge so for, for those that are listening i really encourage you to think about think about pooling your investment in that way you know get together with like-minded individuals you know maybe you're curious about early stage investing 
but you feel like the risk is too great for you to bear by yourself, then that's absolutely fine. You know, there's some fantastic um, programs out there. You can go on to the UK Business Angels Association where they've got a course called the Effective um, Angel Investor, which, you know, you pay a small fee for. And it's an entirely online course. You can listen to the course. You get a certification at the end of it. And then afterwards, you're equipped to be able to build a syndicate and start to invest into early stage businesses. Similarly, there's something called the Angel Investing School that's run by Andy Ayan, which again is a course that's run, I think, twice or three times a year for those who are interested in angel investing. Um, And there's nothing to stop you from using that syndicate model or that investment club model for investing in the stock market. So there's actually, I don't know if you're aware, but there's actually legislation in the UK that enables anyone to come together and invest collectively in the stock market as long as that grouping is less than 20 people. And so, you know, give it a try. You know, maybe you're you're hesitant about investing in the stock market by yourself, but don't stop yourself from maybe clubbing together with other like-minded individuals to invest in the stock market collectively. The worst, the worst thing that will happen is that you'll lose your money, but the learnings that you would have got would have, will be yeah. so invaluable to apply to other aspects of your life. No, you're, you're, you're just bang on the money there. Um, you know, the, the, there's this saying which says, you know, one plus one is two and, and one and one is 11. So if you think about having people beside you, uh, the, 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 the infinite levels you can reach are just, you know, mind mind blowing so i think uh, ever since i found about cornerstone i've been a big fan and um it's definitely something that you know i am looking into and and, and getting a few people excited about pooled investments um how how can i mean of course we're going to share some some details on, on cornerstone on our show notes oh, for sure. um how can our listeners connect with you um and, and how best can they Kind of keep in contact if, if they want to um, communicate with you with you really yeah absolutely so i think the best way um for me is on social media although um full disclosure i am terrible on social media so i have a terrible instagram profile and i'm not I'm not on twitter <laughs> so <laughs> basically i hate social media if i'm being perfectly honest but <laughs> I, do, I do use linkedin so if you say yeah on linkedin and it's just it's just linkedin forward slash you yeah. yeah. um yeah. you will you, if you send me a message i will always reply to you and um that's that's my go-to um but everything else is probably not 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 really the way or you can send me an email you can send me an email to rodney at cornstonepartners.co.uk you can try and dm me on instagram but i think you'll be waiting for a very <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't hit him up in his dms <laughs> you've been a long time i think linkedin is the way forward guys yeah hit it up but uh rodney thank you very much it's been it's been great um like i told you guys there'll be some nuggets you know um i think this is one of the podcasts that you're gonna have to take out a paper take out you a do. pen you do. um you know if some of you are lucky take out a remarkable i hear that's the new thing right now you know yeah, 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 take yeah. that out and um yeah. and and note take th- take this and treasure it you know listen to it chew on it and apply it definitely sure. it's key um, consistency is key as well but guys it's been wonderful on coaches and mentors unwrapped thank you very much and we're signing out from Roz and from Mike thank take you care, guys thank, thank you guys really enjoyed it take care stay blessed guys thank you for all the links to the resources discussed on this episode click the details link next to the podcast for any questions or topics you'd like to discuss, mentoring and coaching requirements, kindly drop us an email, support at cm 
www.unwrapped.com. Thanks for listening. Until next time, remember, inch by inch you form a stitch and 1% improvement daily can help you become 37 times better in a year. That's absolutely staggering. Let's go get this, guys. Thank you.